Conservation Tribe. I'm your host, Blaine Edwards, aka Earth Offline. On this podcast, I talk with a range of conservationists every single week, from scientists, students, creatives, innovators, and everyone in between. I hope this can be a platform for conservationists to share their story, educate, collaborate, and ultimately inspire action. So if you want to join our conservation tribe, then make sure to hit subscribe and enjoy the podcast. Welcome back to the Conservation Tribe. I'm your host, Blaine Edwards, aka Earth Offline. And today we are joined by Manuel Bergman, a passionate sustainability activist, conservationist, content creator, and also the founder of Coaching for Course. So, Manuel, cheers, brother, for coming on the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to have a great conversation with you. <laughs> me too, bro. Me too. All righty, let's dive into an introduction. Can you please tell the podcast who you are and what you do? Um, so yeah, my name is Manuel. I'm from Germany, but I live since two years in Bali. Um, it was the first time I got aware um, of sustainability and the environment. And now, um, yeah, I create a lot of content about sustainable, sustainability issues. And also I'm the founder of Coaching for Cause, which is a platform that brings different coaches from different environment topics together and also NGOs on the platform and 30% of from the coaching price goes to an NGO of the client's choice. So the whole concept is like help yourself, help the world. Okay. I like that concept. Before we go into <laughs> the details of that project, so you sure. just mentioned you were in Bali when you were where this idea of wanting to work in the environmental space sparked or stemmed from. Yeah. Can you explain that story? Was there a particular moment or experience that you had that you're like, this is a space that I want to work in. Yeah, definitely. So I came to Bali for a holiday, but I heard about this school called Green School, um, which is a school totally made out of bamboo, uh, only bamboo buildings and t- t- totally sustainable. And they teach the children like what's important now for the future. And it's a lot of outside learning, like going outside and doing practical stuff. And also teaching them about the environment. And I heard about the school, which is totally different than the school system in Germany. And I joined there a workshop um, because I found it interesting. And it kind of shifted totally my mindset, um, what they were teaching there. And it was the first time I heard about like sustainable sustainability and what issues we are facing in the world. And also seeing the impact from plastic pollution on Bali, like they burning trash and everywhere you can see plastic, um, kind of, yeah, made click. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I see on your page that you've, you've um, been involved with a number of kind of single use plastic oriented, um, campaigns kind of fighting yeah. against um, single use plastic. That's yeah. I've, I've been to Bali a couple of times and I've been to Lombok as well, being mm-hmm. from Australia and kind of being, I'm currently in Brisbane, but before this I was in Perth. Bali is kind of the go-to holiday destination, but that is one thing that I noticed while going to the beach and then swimming and snorkeling was the amount of, of plastic there. Yeah, yes, exactly. And a lot of people only show the good side of Bali, you know, like the beautiful beaches, the rice fields, um, but there's also the other side. Mm -hmm. And that's one thing with (laughs) a photo or video on Instagram is the fact that you can you can crop out the um, section of the photo which has the the rubbish in it. You know, it's, yeah, it's, exactly. it's very easy to uh, manipulate 
reality in a, in yeah. a photo. Okay, so when did this happen? When was this holiday? Was this uh, relatively 2000, recent? November 2017, so it's quite some time. Okay, and then so 2017, you, you had the spark. And then, yeah. okay, so this is a good segue onto your um, coaching for cause. So as mentioned, yeah. you're the founder of Coaching for Cause. Yeah. Can you dive into the work that you do there and what started, what inspired the project and when mm. did this project actually start? Um, so I always wanted to help um, people um, like through coaching. My background is I'm a fitness instructor uh, originally. So I always wanted to help people and I also volunteered at different NGOs. I always wanted to help support NGOs at the same time. But it's very hard um, to continuously support NGOs. Like you can not, because I was volunteering at like in Africa, then here in Bali and Borneo, and you want to support all of them, right? Um, but you don't have the capacity and the same with um, like people. So I thought, why not bring this together um, to create a platform that uh, brings a list of coaches on the platform that can help um, like individuals to support them on their sustainable journey and also a list of NGOs um, so we can like work everyone together and everyone wins. So mm -hmm. the NGO uh, gets supported through the coachings and the individuals who need help uh, get supported and the coaches earn also an amount of money and the platform gets something out of it. Um, so that was kind of the idea and I went to a startup weekend and just pitched this idea and then got selected and worked on the whole weekend. And yeah, since four months, it's now online. So I started it four months ago, launched it four months ago. Yeah, congratulations. Thanks. <laughs> so it's kind of like a symbiotic relationship where, you know, these, these parties involved are all benefiting from each other. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I think it's really important, especially from a business perspective. It seems as though we are trending towards, um, you know, there's obviously a lot of businesses that aren't on board this, but there's a lot of small businesses that are jumping on board. Um, a business model that, you know, in incorporates a way of benefiting the planet as well. Yes. So having a platform like yours where you, um, where people can connect with coaches, which can assist with their particular project that they're working on and, and whatever yeah. niche that is. I think yes. that makes a lot of sense in that perspective, but also you integrating a way to give back as well to certain NGOs and charities is I think yeah. a nice touch. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> so what are the, what are the, the primary goals and objectives for coaching for cause and what are your strategies um, to try and achieve those? Oh, that's a very good question. So I would say like, the goal is really to uh, have a big impact. So get a lot of coaches on the platform, a lot of NGOs, and um, of course, sell a lot of coachings that benefits uh, the NGOs and individual people. So that would be like the, let's say, overall um, goal. Last week or two weeks ago, I sold like a coaching package, which is like more higher price. And then... 150 euros um, from the coaching package goes to an NGO and it felt so good, you know, like, wow, well, we, we sold a coaching package and that huge amount of money goes to, to an NGO. So I think it's really, for me, it's really 
getting the message out there and uh yeah also a really authentic basis like i, I want to uh, let the people see that it's really like they know where the money goes also to the ngos i'm always visiting like every ngo that's on the platform i know personally mm-hmm. so i want to make sure that yeah it's not a scam or something <laughs> yes that's actually like a really good point so this transparency like i have heard and i've kind of you know, researched online and it seems to be an issue for a lot of people um, who are thinking of donating to a charity is this idea of where that money is actually going to. Yeah. So if there's a way to integrate, you know, transparency into that, I think that's beneficial. Um, so how, what are your ways of kind of conveying that transparency? Is this through your content that you're sharing on Instagram and actually so you yeah. post a photo with you and the charity that you're working with. How do you do that transparency? Uh, so uh, normally, like I visit the NGO and I always create an image uh, movie film for them um, and take pictures and share stories and let them explain what they do and where actually really the money goes to. And I will show them videos and clips um, where the let's say viewers can see and where the money goes so yeah. i really want to like picture uh yeah yeah better. so that that's yeah. conveyed in in content essentially in content yes. yeah which exactly. is super important pretty much yeah. my whole idea is everyone's on social media um you know everyone's attention is on social media instagram facebook yeah. linkedin and even now tiktok uh, yes. i just posted <laughs> i just posted my second video on tiktok today it's pretty freaking embarrassing but but the, the idea is you need to package these, whatever you want to, tr- to try and convey to the audience, whether it's, um, you know, this NGO is an, an amazing NGO to support or yeah. this, if you donate this, you know, this transparency thing, you need to convey it in content somehow because yeah. that's how people um, consume and that's where everyone's attention is and that's how um yeah, that's where they consume their content and that's how they inform their ideas. And so, yeah, content. Content is key. Yeah. Pretty much whatever idea you're trying to convey it needs to be in the form of content. True. Another example would be we have an NGO called North Bali Reef Conservation and they build artificial reef structures. And, um, yeah, we do- donated last week to for coaching like 30 euros and they built now these structures with a design of the client. So the client can choose which design this structure should have. So that's Mm. also that. And then they send a picture of that structure. So we can forward this to the client. So he or she sees really, oh, wow, they built the structure now with the money I've donated through the coaching I took. Okay. So like 3D printed kind of reef structures. Yes. Yeah, they built... Yeah, with, with their own hands, they build these oh, artificial okay. structures. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I, I, you know, very interested in this idea of content. That's that's actually why yeah. I um I kind of reached out to you because your your content strategies and your content campaigns, I think, are really good. Uh, the first the first um piece of content that I saw you on was um it was one image, and there were I don't know. 18 conservationists and environmentalists and they're all holding a sign yeah yeah Yeah. whose idea was that that's genius 
Oh yeah, I started actually. That was that was your that yeah, was your idea. Yeah, community sign, yeah. Yeah, that was that was brilliant. Cause um a person oh Tori Choi. Yeah, Tori. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I saw her on there and I was like, I was like, oh, this is awesome. And even like a, a this is kind of veering off script a bit, but this always happens. Um that's another good thing about the content is the collaboration opportunities because you see a piece of content and it's not just an image it's got data instilled into it you've got people that are tagged into it yeah and you see this image and you're like okay these if this is what you're into you have access to potentially collaborate with the the, the 20 people on there it's insane and and um yeah that this this is um something i'm trying to push and um with Earth Offline, the whole idea is to try and amplify the impact of conservationists by leveraging content, leveraging online technologies like social media. Okay, going yes. back to your coaching, what kind of coaches do you have at the moment and what um, niches do you want to eventually expand into? Um, we have totally different topics like from veganism, conservation, uh, wildlife photography, zero-based living, low impact traveling so everything that is surrounding environment that you can think of you know we have on on the platform where you can get help with. Mm-hmm. yeah so they're all different but they're all yeah. essentially under the same umbrella of yeah related to the environment conservation yes. that kind of stuff yeah okay yeah. yeah so pretty much in terms of expanding your your coaches it can go it's kind of endless Yes. Yeah. <laughs> also thinking about creating video courses or ebooks. I'm still like just brainstorming stuff. <laughs> also, coaches that specialize in that, or yeah, like that we have video courses for uh, different topics. Ah. So that you could take like a coaching that is more personal, or you take a course. Like that's a good course. idea. If, so. if yeah, I think that's a really smart way of looking at it. Um, so having different options of coaching, so either one-on-one yeah. or video coaching or yes. even Pete like eBooks. Yes. Mm. That's, that's different cool. variations. Mm. Yeah, still, like that would be something for next year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> On that topic, actually, one idea that I have many moons from now, probably five years plus is... So my focus is on I'm trying to figure out the game of content and content creation and marketing and essentially mm-hmm. communication of conservation. Yeah. And it kind of a step above that is I'm fascinated with the idea of helping nonprofits monetize their work that they do. Yeah. So for oh, example, nice. like if you um like a cheetah conservation company in Namibia yeah. or a rhino conservation project something somewhere that are they've got experts there that are doing a lot of work. And there's probably a lot of um, biologists who love rhinos that would be interested in, in doing a rhino course or a cheetah course that has been curated yeah. by that particular charity. Mm. So they, yeah, could, they could sell that course and that's a way, another revenue stream for them. So monetizing nonprofits yeah. is is one thing that I I'm trying to figure out for the future, um, and it seems like you're kind of thinking along the same lines. Yes, 
Um, yeah. So to the coaching, so eco coaching. Yeah. Why is it? Why is it an important piece to the conservation puzzle? To the conservation puzzle. Um, let's say I, I realized like a lot of people need help on their journey. Like before I started this, that let's say in conservation, they don't know where to get started. Um, same with zero waste living or they just need an extra push. And at the, like there's for everything there is coachings. So why not uh, to help people like in the environment sector also to help them on their journey and be able to give back at the same time? Um, because most people who are, let's say, in this environment field, they also want to give back to, to the community, to the world. Um, so it's, it kind of fits together. Mm -hmm. So you're assisting yeah. with people who are trying to make an impact themselves, yeah. offering like a service to learn something new about what they're trying to do. Yes. Um, and then secondly, those people also, if they've got to put money into something, they kind of like the idea that it's a portion of that is going to someone who similarly is is yeah. trying to do something positive for the planet. Yes. So, yeah. for example, when we take it now conservation, you, you want to get a con conservation coaching and uh, get get you started or dive deeper into the topic. And then you can support an NGO that is doing something in the conservation. Like I've been working, I've, I'm working with some NGOs in Sumatra that protect the rainforest and do amazing work. So yeah, you can select then this NGO to support. Yeah. Okay. So this next question is related to kind of eco business because yeah. I'm, I'm quite interested in <laughs> obviously conservation but also business because i think that's an important yeah. thing to consider um so what role do eco businesses like coaching for cause um what role do they have in promoting and inspiring conservation i think a big role uh, <laughs> um it's a very good question <laughs> um obviously to that question it's like I say it because I personally think money is super important. Um, not because I think there's, I personally am obsessed with the concept of money. It's just that money is important in today's economy. And, um, if you're trying to push a, if you're trying to make the world a better place, then you need, you need to, the reality is you need to make, it needs to make, um, economic sense somewhat. Yeah, you need to also be sustainable for yourself. You cannot just give everything away and then, uh, <laughs> yeah, I think like, I always love this quote, like fill your own cup first and then you're able to uh, give to others. You know what I mean? Yeah, so fill like, your cup up first and, and then you can give to others. Or at just, yeah, at least like, because when you're empty or you're broke, let's say, and you don't have anything, you cannot help others. So mm -hmm. I think there must be a balance, as you mentioned. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, well, it's one thing that I often see on social media and online is there seems to be a, a stigma attached to money and combining it with conservation, like money's the devil. And because of mm -hmm. that, you, you can't, it's, you know, conservation strategy is better without it. But yeah, it's, that's obviously, not the case. And 
And I think there's also a way to do business that is beneficial for yourself, beneficial for people yeah. and beneficial to the planet, like the environment. Yes, it's and possible. It, 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 is a, it is possible to align all those things. Yeah. And, you know, if you can, if you can do something that's good for the people, good for animals and also makes a lot of money, then why not? Like, why not? That's not a bad thing. Yes. And you're on it. <laughs> obviously, if you're, if you're, if you're that way inclined and you care about the planet and care about people, I want those people to have more money. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, they, they just, they are the ones that obviously, they obviously give a shit about people. So, I'd rather them have more money than someone who's just obsessed with their own personal gain. So, yeah, yeah, I think there's a way to merge those those things. Good for the planet. Definitely. Good for people. Um, good for good for profit. Actually, um, G four Maria from <laughs> shout out to Maria from Orangutan Alliance. When I had a <laughs> when I had a interview with her, yeah, she she mentioned this phrase G four business so that's let me try and remember so good for people good for profit good for planet good for planet and good for good for people good for profit good for planet and good for damn it, there's there's another one <laughs> i can't remember the fourth one but along those lines yeah um we've we've touched on social media um because obviously i love social media i have to say like i'm a big fan so am i so am i so what role does social media have in protecting our planet i think such a big role you can like inspire so many people through social media you can reach so many people um when you get creative with your messages and it can make a lot of fun of course you need to be conscious that you don't look at your phone all the time like a lot of people say oh social media is bad uh but when you use it the right way, it can be such a powerful tool to raise awareness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think we need to view it as a tool. It's just yeah. another tool that we can use to kind of preach what we want to preach. Yes. And I see the issue in balance. Like balance is obviously important. And if you're on your phone obsessing about messages and notification 24-7, then yeah, that's probably not a healthy stuff. that's probably not a healthy balance <laughs> but yeah. that's not social media that's just you getting your balance wrong yeah exactly one i'm obviously a big fan and, and you are as well of social media because you yeah, like you said it's a powerful tool yeah. and my end goal is to you know take or make conservation go viral mm. because i'd love if you know a positive message could go viral as frequently as kind of cat memes and stuff like that that would be great if we can eventually get to that point but what one issue that i have is um because anyone can share content there's it's hard to police kind of rules on sharing something that may not be accurate so what are your thoughts on fake news and the challenges associated with that like in terms of you know bringing it back to anything in general but like probably more environmental related yeah um yeah it's a, i would say it's a big big issue but also at the same same time you can spread so much positive uh news and it always like 
it's your choice what you consume also mm -hmm. you know um it's our choice yeah. on what we consume and i also think it's our choice on how we consume yes if you know and what i mean we should, like, always, we should always question things like you should never believe it right away what it says on social media maybe do your own research first mm -hmm. because before you share something that is maybe not true yeah and i think this is something that we're will eventually learn like this is all pretty pretty new really mm. this this whole fake news thing and like we've never really had to deal with this at this scale but i think yeah, yeah. We, we need to train ourselves to ask questions and to inquire yes, at a deeper level when we when we see a photo or see a video or see a meme that's perhaps like controversial mm. or a bit I know that you may not necessarily agree with or understand. It's like yeah. our responsibility as consumers to do, do our own research and at the very least read the caption because a lot of the context <laughs> yeah. is a lot of the context is within the caption. So first exactly. step, read the blinking <laughs> caption. And second, if you're still unsure of the message, do your own research. Um, I think that is a responsibility that we probably isn't in our mindset at the moment. Yeah, and I th it is it is dangerous if we don't start talking about it because then you know it makes sharing a message or trying to um, yeah it makes sharing a message a conservational message or a scientific message difficult because everything yeah. is there is no validity <laughs> there's no substance to kind of um, the stuff online because everything is just potentially fake news. Yeah, so people don't believe it generally, not anymore. Yeah, that would be. I think we'll uh, get there. I think we'll get there yeah. with a bit of experience. Yeah. Um, so, from a general public point of view, um, have you got any advice um, on how we perhaps can live more sustainably? Yes, I think the best uh, advice that I can give is just by starting, like making simple decisions that can like small decisions that can have a bigger impact in the future. Like if it's uh, from which standpoint, it can be like a zero waste living that you choose your reusable bottle instead of a plastic bottle or um, eat less meat. Like all of these small decisions matter in a grand scheme, like bigger, bigger scale um, when everyone does it. Like I always love the quote um, that you don't need to be perfect to start. Um, like, just just do it and try your best we, like we don't need a lot of people doing it perfectly we need more people just trying uh, so yeah so i think just making just so action so yeah placing action. an important on, on action yes yeah i think I that's <laughs> that's obviously <laughs> makes a lot of sense but it is something that probably a lot of people don't yeah. find hard to like but, understand but always, like you can talk about it as, as much as you want but um action is the important part but in saying that maybe they're a bit discouraged by taking action because there seems to be a bit of judgment in this space yeah i, I feel the same way like i realized in this environment community when i first entered a lot of people are pointing fingers uh, for example i when i started i ate still a lot of meat i wasn't aware of the impact um, yeah, that meat consumption has. And then you hear from all of the vegan, not all, 
some vegans that yeah you shouldn't eat meat you you're meat killer or like this blaming and judging also from the sustain like zero waste community when you yeah use a plastic bag and it makes feel makes people not want to start not want to take that step because they are afraid when they don't do it perfectly uh, pe other people will judge them and i think we should lead by example and not by judgment <laughs> because mm. i would never change something if anyone blames me for it i would feel discouraged and just leave it yeah i mean yeah. I'm, my girlfriend who's a psychologist would probably be able to back this up with like some psychological psychology facts but just based on common sense no one likes to be kind of told and and like judged in a pretty harsh way that what they're doing is killing the planet like yeah it doesn't like i i think it is important to um for these you know let's take veganism for example i think it's important that you yeah. have these vegan activists uh, yeah. and um on youtube and you know in the protests that are preaching this and who are yeah. perhaps critical because some but people like if you consider everyone everyone um responds to new information differently everyone's everyone's different and i think yeah. we we need a bit of that to kind of create that conversation yeah. and i would say more general you know general like not yeah. individually but generally it's, it's it's totally fine but yeah. not like yeah <laughs> yeah so that that is one thing um that we probably need to do better and probably need to talk about more and I, i'm actually seeing it a lot more in a lot of environmentalists and conservationists on on instagram that talking more yeah. about you know it's not helpful to mm. talk down on these people that are essentially on your same team yes we, we I, <laughs> I think we shouldn't uh differentiate from from each other we should like come together and mm. find solutions together and that's the best way i always preach like leading by example because when you do it by yourself people will ask questions why you do that or why do you bring your own bottle why do you don't eat meat anymore and then you can start from there the conversation mm -hmm. yeah and if people ask you that 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 question then obviously they're in a space where they're curious themselves and they're more likely to be converted at that point you know because they're obviously yes. interested so they're yeah, so just be less dicky to um, our fellow <laughs> our fellow Earthlings. Just be be kinder, but yeah. that does doesn't mean we can can't start a conversation with someone. Mm, exactly. um, but we just there's no there's it is unhelpful. Like if our end goal is to ultimate goal is to protect our planet and make our planet healthier and you know our ecosystems and species better off. We need to ask ourselves the question, is me saying to someone who has got a plastic bottle in their hand, if we kind of point the finger at them, is that going to make, is that going to be good for the planet or is that just going to make yeah. them feel shitty and not do anything? Yeah. yeah it's, exactly. just, it's just un unhealth unhelpful. Mm. Okay, yeah, so I totally agree with you. <laughs> so that's one way we can live more sustainably. Yes, uh, another way would be like I always think now about i think it comes down to values um when you like for me when i go shopping or something i always think okay if i would buy this now in plastic it would have a negative effect on the planet or maybe 
uh, on marine animals, etc. And so then I want to switch to a more alternative option, um, which is more aligned with my values. So I think defining your values is very important. Getting kind of deep here, how do how do you what informs those moral definitions in your experience? For me, it was like seeing the effects of plastic pollution. So I don't want to contribute to the problem. I want to be part of the solution. You know, like when you see it with your own eyes or you watch documentaries, you. So the, it's, it's a problem. Why is it a problem though? Just kind of diving deep here. So you, you see this plastic, you see all, you know, yeah. all the plastic in the ocean. Yeah. Why is, why is that a problem? because <laughs> yeah it's it's a problem for for us humans even like we consume there's a new statistic that we consume one credit card of microplastic a week at the moment okay so <laughs> and then fish eat the plastic um they die maybe of starvation so it's like has all of these effects on the planet and uh on us yeah yeah so, obviously those answers are pretty you know obvious but <laughs> I'm asking it because I'm trying to get no, to the no. to the root. So the root, the yes. root is is just the well-being of the of the planet and the people that yes. and the the creatures that exist on this planet. Mm-hmm. So if because this is how I personally um, try and figure out if I should do something or not is ask myself yeah. is is this increasing or decreasing the well-being of of the planet and and under yeah. that umbrella is obviously humans but animals and um you know the you know trees and ecosystems the whole lot and if you can kind of bring it back to that and is this going to affect the well-being of our planet in a, in a bad way if yeah. you can kind of make that connection then at least for me that helps me um that helps me inform my moral compass kind of bring yes. it bring it back to that that core mm-hmm that root question it's kind of connecting the dots <laughs> yeah yeah because there's a clarity issue like it, it is morality is obviously a tricky one and it's tricky mm. because it's not necessarily black and white like things that we consider to be immoral or to be moral now may be considered immoral a hundred years from now like it's In obviously is forever changing um so it is it is hard to kind of wrap your head around it a lot because it's so macro but yeah. um if we can kind of clarify and simplify um it somewhat it kind of makes those small decisions a bit easier to make yes if that makes what any sense what i also find very important is like to not judge yourself if you uh yeah if you use plastic or if you do things that are not sustainable um because no one is perfect and it's not possible to live ultra sustainable in this world that we are living in. But I think it comes down to try, when you try your best, um, it's great. And you can learn from your mistakes or from your failures, but don't be too hard on yourself. Yeah. And yeah. that's kind of the same logic as um, not judging other people. It's, yes. it's just isn't helpful. If you judge yourself too much, um, you know, all you do is f- become frozen and you don't do anything and that isn't helpful for you or the planet. Yes. So um, there's, n- just- there's nothing wrong with kind of auditing what you do, 
But yeah, don't go overboard to the point where you're just not doing anything because that isn't helpful to anyone. Yes, it should make fun. Like sustainability should be fun. You know, yeah, like creating, creating content, going out there, uh, living plastic free or being a conservationist, going out there in nature, helping animals. It should be fun. You know, it mm. should not be depressing. Yeah. And that's yeah. the key. If yeah. we can make it, if we can make it fun and, and entertaining, I think that's a key ingredient to make it go mainstream. So for you, what are some fun ways, or what are some ways that you incorporate funness? <laughs> into your <laughs> conservation pursuits um yeah, i think like community getting together with other people who are doing the same thing and then just meeting up talking about these things or doing some actions together i think that's so powerful and can be so much fun because you just have this great energy yeah. like already us talking to each other that's already fun to me like oh yeah already, totally yeah <laughs> i'm really enjoying this right now so i think like getting together with like-minded people is a very could be a very fun way <laughs> yeah so it's fun because you you do it with other people and you you create friendships yes and friendships are everyone loves a good friendship yeah and you come up with ideas um mm, i love brainstorming ideas yes. coming coming from my architecture background that's that's the one thing even though i'm not like someone asked me last year at a at a party they're like okay so what are your thoughts on kind of architecture kind of what's your you know what's yeah. your mindset on the whole thing and i'm like to be honest i think we should probably build as few buildings as possible yeah and they're like okay i wasn't expecting that <laughs> but it, it, it's it's kind of true but one big takeaway that i that i've um kind of kept with me since graduating architecture school is architecture they hone in on thinking of a concept an idea Mm-hmm. And then they kind of, you know, um, so you create this, you figure out this concept, this idea, which addresses a problem, and then developing that and improving upon that. And that can be applied to designing and constructing a building, but that can be applied to anything because everything begins yes. with an idea. And I've always loved yeah. that because I love thinking deeply about things. And like that's my like that's my biggest takeaway from that is yeah thinking of an, an idea and I love working together with people and brainstorming ideas and figuring out um, creative solutions to um, you know problems which are relevant in 2019. Yes, definitely. I think strongly believe we can't do this alone. We need all to come together and find solutions, uh, and then we can solve. <laughs> we can we can do it. Yeah, I'm with definitely. you, bro. I'm with you. Um, I'm very optimistic, actually. <laughs> yeah. I'm opt- I'm very much an optimist, but yes. I'm very I'm a I think I'm a realist as well. Like I'm, I'm both yeah. of those. I'm an optimistic realist. Yeah. Um, what advice would you give to someone who is interested in starting their own eco business, like yours, for example? Mm-hmm. I would say when you have this idea, what I always try to do is like write down all the different steps, like create a timeline what you need to do until you can launch your business like all all of the different steps is it like when you want to build a website you need a website um text uh, videos maybe coaches for example my case like all the different steps until you can launch your Mm -hmm. um, business and then work work from there do one thing at a time 
and uh, get also ideas from other people or feedback um, what they think about it so you can improve and kind of finalize and what I really love is uh, yeah joining workshops on marketing or uh, how to start your business there are a lot of like events mm-hmm. especially here in bali there are like a lot of co-working spaces where you can get feedback or inspirations yeah um, so i think like yeah that would be some tips mm-hmm. to get started yeah it's a good practical one just put everything down on paper yeah. or on, on yes. your computer just write everything that you think is required every tiny step that is required to achieve x said goal yeah. And then work backwards from there and then put it into little, um, break the bigger goals into smaller goals and those smaller goals into even smaller goals. I think that's important because otherwise it becomes overwhelming. Yeah. I mean, I've I've had those, I've had that problem all the time. Like I have big ideas, but then it can be overwhelming if you don't break those into attainable smaller goals. Yes. And like I always have, ideas as well and what i find so important is to take action right away if it's only one thing towards that idea that you have in mind because if you don't do it mm. you will never do it because it's just like okay i, I do it another time but like yeah. when you have this idea just write down some write down this idea and what you would need to do to achieve this and it's already a step forward because yeah. then it becomes more realistic i'm with you that's momentum that's the real thing like yeah. even just doing a tiny thing, tiny thing, that slowly builds up momentum. And the more momentum you have, the harder it is to kind of kind of veer off that track. Like the, the more that you do towards a goal, the harder it is to kind of not work towards that goal. But if you do yeah. nothing, then it's very becomes even more Easiest difficult to, to yeah. Yeah, good yeah. tips. Okay. <laughs> so we've talked about how important social media is. Um yeah. I'm a big advocate for it just because, yeah. like we said, it's a, it's a tool. It's an extremely powerful tool. And if we mm-hmm. can leverage it for good, then that's good. <laughs> so yeah. how, how can people connect with you online? Um, yeah, through social media, Manuel Bergman, uh, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. <laughs> oh, TikTok. Um, yes, I also started a few days ago. <laughs> yeah. And then coaching for cause uh, would be the... Uh, Instagram, Facebook, and website. So, yeah. Okay, I'll include all those links in the description, the podcast's description, and also in the Instagram caption when I do the promo content. And um, again, with the social media theme, who are some other people or projects in the environmental conservation space that you'll want to give a bit of a shout out to and who are doing some pretty impressive things? Oh, there are so many people. So many. And so many NGOs, but uh, where I get a lot of inspiration is from, I don't know if you know him, Trash Can Dan. Dan? Yeah, yeah, he's, yeah. He's oh, so I don't, funny. I don't know I him, love, but I've, I've seen him, yeah. Yeah, I love what the work that he's doing, and I got very inspired uh, like from him and learned a lot. And then also my friend Kieran, semi sustainable man, is doing also incredible work. Tori. Um, I have huge respect for her sailing to the COP and now it's cancelled. Like this, yeah, this, I saw that. I'm like, I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> That's like a massive anti-climax. Yes. So I hope they somehow get to Madrid, or I don't know what their the update is right now. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Okay. Um, so there are a few yeah. legends. Few legends. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But so there's so, so, so many, many people that are doing amazing work. <laughs> so if you want to, like I said at the beginning, the the video, the image that I saw you on, there were like numerous eco warriors on there. So if you check out his page, I'm sh- sure yeah. you'll stumble upon any, um, you know, other conservationists out there who are probably mainly younger people like yes. like us who are trying to make an impact. So if you want some inspiration and want to connect and potentially collaborate, then hop on his page yeah, and, and find those people. I'm, and I'm you, always yourself. looking for I'm always looking for people who want to be part of these community signs. It's always fun to connect to yeah. each other. So, well, next time yeah. you do it, I'll put my hand up. Awesome. <laughs> lock, lock me in there. You know. We can turn it into a good TikTok video somehow. Yeah. <laughs> we'll brainstorm some ideas. Sounds good to me. <laughs> okay. I need to add you on TikTok. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's pretty embarrassing. <laughs> it's so weird because I don't, I don't, my content, I don't like being in front of, like, I don't like being the, the subject of the content. Yeah. Like if you look but at TikTok my is all about <laughs> being the subject, yeah, I know. Yeah. So that's like a massive learning. It's like it's not that I care about what people think because, like, I care a lot about people and you yeah. know, non-human animals. Like, I care a lot, but at the same time, I don't care. I don't give a shit about what people think about me. But it's I don't know, like, why I'm so awkward with being in front of the. I don't like the attention, but mm. I know it's an important platform. Everyone's blinking, talking about it. Yeah, Gary V. I don't Thank know if you're you. a fan of Gary V. Yeah, of course, yeah, the man. Yeah. Online marketing. <laughs> he's he's a legend. Um, yeah, yeah but, for me it was like I don't want to miss the train, you know. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I don't want to miss the window of opportunity where yeah. I can, you know, use this platform to to do True. good, like. Yeah. Yeah, what, I'm starting up. My plan is to start up a YouTube channel um, uh, the start of next year, which is focused around um, helping conservationists amplify their impact using kind of content and social media marketing, like yeah. so tutorials on like hashtag strategies, how to yeah. how to write a good caption, how to um, content ideas for wildlife photography, or and an, an idea nice. that I had for a video was how we can hijack a TikTok trend to make a positive impact. Like if you go to their website, they've got the training hashtags. And if you are figuring out how you can hijack those in a way that's like more, that has substance, you know? Yeah, like that was, for example, I realized these signs, these cardboard signs, I did research on hashtags and sustainability and always these cardboard signs were at the top posts. So Mm. I kind of adjusted that for me. Uh, like creating designs out of cardboards yeah. in my own way and then collaborating with others and it just went vi- viral. Yeah. yeah it's yeah. kind of doing your research. <laughs> yeah, research is important. That's probably, yeah. I kind of just trust my intuition a lot, but probably yeah. would get better results if I balance that with a bit more research. But anyways, um, last question. Um, okay. <laughs> final question. What sure. message or question do you want to leave the conservation tribe? Yes, I'm excited for this. So we only have one life and one planet. So let's try and make the best out of our life and the world a better place at the same time. 
you can do this together. <laughs> Preach it, brother. Woo! Preach it. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Thanks everyone for tuning in. If you enjoyed today's episode, then please feel free to subscribe. And if you want to be an extra legend, then please also leave a review. It really does help grow the channel. Thanks again, and I will see you in the next episode.